Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Masters week is underway. Brian is already tilting, losing 7% of his Will Zalatoris shares. We also have some drama brewing over with our friends at Run Pure Sports. We'll break that down. Is the Fed launching their own digital coin? We got a little news on that all today on Lulz. intro no that's right wait that was the old one <laughs> yeah i played the old I, I normally use that as the outro i didn't play our actual intro music um i don't know if i have the heart uh to redo that so maybe we'll close with the typical intro as the outro okay uh, why not we'll switch it up a little bit <laughs> um brian how uh how many hours did you put in your 80 hours for uh for building masters lineups mm, i put in a solid two three Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Were you, what I, I heard chatter early in the week about weather issues. Did that end up coming into, into factoring into your process? Um, I didn't uh, force anything extra other than what the projections already have in them. But um, it, it like it's last week. I don't know if you paid attention. There was weather issues. I think it was last week. There was weather issues as well. And there was like a fog delay for like an hour or two which just completely then throws all your adjustments out of whack because then like they're not going off at their designated times and everything. Right. So it's like the next wave actually gets the benefit if there is one. And that happens, right. that happens more than, more than just last week. It happens occasionally. So it's tough to really decide. And it seemed like this one was more like uh, days are going to get rained out entire days possibly. Um, and weekend days, which don't really matter if for the four day slate. But it seemed like there was like maybe a slight edge 
for I think like Thursday afternoon uh, field, but yeah, Willie Z patrolled. Yeah, we we know that's what he was talking about. Yeah, uh, I know. Rest in peace to all the Willie Z uh, backers. I made a handful of uh, Millie lineups on DraftKings. I do believe I have him in a couple of those. So mm. I am down bad with the rest of you, <laughs> Brian. Do you? I, I don't know if it's just um, if this is just anecdotal, but just you know, surveying my Twitter feed, seeing some of the view counts. I saw um, my friend over uh, DFS Degenerate 75. He had uh, one of the highest view counts on his master's preview show. Rick Rungood said he hit an all-time view count on his master's preview show on his channel. It does seem like golf and like golf betting in DFS interest is at an all-time high. Does that kind of track for you as well? Sure. All-time high, may, may, maybe, but it's definitely popular. Yeah. Good thing too. Yeah. I mean, are the contests on DraftKings, are, are there more contests? Are they bigger? Do you notice that? Or is it the same um, as, as previous years? Um, It seems about the same, I would guess, as last year. Maybe a little bit, a few extra ones. Yeah. Nothing, what, nothing insane. What did you end up playing for, for Masters Action? Um. I entered most of the stuff. I entered three into the the the, the twenty two hundred mm-hmm. millimaker, and then I did fifty into the hundred dollar one. Okay. I was thinking about maxing it, and then I forgot. And then I was like going to come back and just max it, but then uh, the I mean the prize pools are st- still ridiculous. So it's yeah. a huge it's a huge bankroll strain to go for a. Uh, almost um, winner-take-all format in these. Yeah. But, but then I, I maxed the $15 or whatever the other one was um, and entered a bunch of other stuff and some single entries. And I was going to do cash game, but I ended up not putting in the time. Uh, and then I also did FanDuel and Yahoo. I would have assumed cash game would have been a, a very quick lift. I thought that would be the easiest part. Yeah, I didn't enter it. I was going to go oh. back and enter oh, all gotcha. the ones, and then I just did my cat, my GPP and then forgot. With the, the injury stuff, because I, I don't want them to pull an MMA and start doing late swap in golf, and you got to like pay attention all day as guys tee off. Right. Um, I still kind of like just they have they have designated backups for these situations. And even yeah. though you don't get Will Zalatoris quality, whoever's going in for him, uh, I don't know if they do that in the masters actually, but normally on normal, on normal slates where they have it, just you get that guy, even though he's only like a 6,500 level talent. I think that's fair for an adjustment, but I definitely don't want a late swap MMA debacle in PGA. Although it does, it does suck. I really blame like the reporting and you know this is this should make everyone live fans because live like will at least like put pressure on them to make their customers happy you know and i'm sure everyone wants to know who's going to be playing like i'm sure somebody knew that will zell torres was like oh man i might not play tomorrow man this if this doesn't feel good tomorrow but they don't like you know these reporters get so in bed and bro and bro out with the with the athletes that they don't, they don't give us any good juice because they don't want to burn any bridges. 
Do you know what you sound like, Brian? You kind of sound like one of the uh, the the vocal minorities of the casual MMA phone shitter DFS bros who had their guy scratched and who are now really pissed off and shaking their fist at DraftKings and telling them to change the rules because their headliner uh, got scratched. That's what you sound like to me right now. No, I do not. I'm shaking my fist at the reporters. Yeah. yeah. DraftKings, don't change anything. That's fine. Don't change anything. But if they did do a change, just do the minor one. Just pop in whoever the replacement is. That's who you get now. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, uh, you know, with the with the underdog daily contest, too, for like the nightly stuff, like that's one of the huge strategies is like taking risks on the guys with Q tags or, you know, who who might not play. And if they do play, well, you're getting probably like a second round value with your last pick. And if they don't, then you can set your ranks and have the next best available player who wasn't drafted immediately yeah. put in your lineup. So there's almost like no re- risk to taking on you know, some of those guys with Q tags, which would be like a fun way to port that over to DFS too. The uh, uh, Kevin not withdrew as well, but he teed mm-hmm. off. He was just bogeying and stuff. And he does this all the time. Kevin. So Kevin, not, I, I rarely do this, but I think there's enough evidence to just X his ass out. Like, yeah. Because, yeah. Cause he'll play. So like, even if they did change the rules where you get, you get their replacement, you don't even get that bonus with Kevin now because he'll go out there play three holes and he's like, yeah, I'm playing like shit. I'm done. Even at the Basically, masters, which is crazy. I love, see, I love golf, Brian, because golf, Brian is the one sport where you have some nice domain expertise. You get your hand in the dirt. You do a little, I know better. I don't care what the numbers say. I'm exiting out of my player pool because I golf turns you into a human, Brian. That's what I'm learning. <laughs> I have that at MMA too, actually, more and more increasingly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who who's fighting? Last week, there was no fight, but a fight before, I was like, mm, I got to bump this guy up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. I love it, Brian. You know, every everyone just says you just press, you know, automate on your Sims, it spits it out, but you're in there. You're in there tweaking a little I'm bit at, like us hand builders. I'm at that stage of fandom where I'm too dumb to know that I'm. I'm an idiot, <laughs> you know, like I'm too dumb to know. I don't know enough, like yeah. where I watch so much football and baseball and basketball for 35 years or whatever that eventually I'm like, Oh, this, none of this matters. And this is all bullshit. Yeah. And I've been listening to this sports radio and being a fan for all these insane reasons that make no sense. Let me just run the numbers and whatever it says, I'll do it. But I mean, honestly though, I do like, there are some times where it's like clear a guy won't be playing in. Yeah. So you got to manually change the projections to be like, nah, I know he's only questionable, but we know Jokic isn't playing tonight. Yeah. Shit like that. Oh. Whatever. Like they're like when Kobe's Kobe's like uh 80 point game uh, was another one. Like it was like his last game. Everyone knew he was going to shoot like 60 right. times. Yeah. Right. But the projections still had him for, you know, whatever, 30 fantasy points or something. It's yeah. Like, bump that up. I like it, Brian. I think this is this is going to be good for your image. You know, Brian's a man of the people. He's going in there and and IKBing uh, these projections just like uh, just like the rest of us. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, oh yeah, this is actually a good question from Nick. We haven't gotten an update on your uh, DraftKings Onyx uh, watch. Is it um, is it a good luck charm? Are you building winners? Is it in cold storage? Haven't worn it, but just its presence hasn't been too too good. Maybe that. Maybe I got to get rid of it. I haven't been Uh-oh. winning. 
like and subscribe one of you will be winning brian's watch <laughs> if we reach twenty thousand audio downloads on lulz brian will give it away yeah those giveaways are those giveaways are slowing down ever since my uh accountant said i can't write them off <laughs> oh really he, he, he yeah i tried to write off those those nfts we gave away last year or whatever uh, and he's he like that. he's like no you can't do it I'm like, what Wow. I thought you were going to say it was like we were talking on the club show, like NFT NYC's coming up and how in the bull market, um, all of the projects had open bars for their parties. So, you know, come on, buy, drink, whatever you want. And now it's like cash bar. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, no, yeah. uh, no bringing in any plus ones. It's like everyone's having to tighten up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's going to happen eventually with DraftKings, too. Because like, yeah. they put us in the sports, but the sports book bucket right now. And like the um, oxen tier guys, like yeah, it looks like it, like sixty percent of those guys are sports betters. I don't recognize their names. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that number. Well, I'm definitely making that number up, but I, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. The uh, so like, I think we're getting uh, some perks we might not get two years there from now. Go. Like, hey, these DFS bros, they don't need this stuff. They're gonna play anyways. I, I still like I'll, I'll continue to put this out there. I know a lot of uh, pro DFS players, high stakes DFS players watch this show. If if you cashed in one of the non chalk prizes, specifically that DraftKings motorbike, perhaps a, tr a truffle hunting expedition in Italy, please hit us up. I would love to hear about the rationale and uh, the story behind your purchase. Like someone, like someone didn't do this as a content play, Brian, for the bid equity. I mean, all of you guys are just such EV grinders that you had to get the watch and the golf clubs and just move on with your life. Uh, that's what I was doing. I don't, I mean, <laughs> what am I going to do with a motorcycle? Um, and the trip, the trip's just not happening. Brian, I'm telling you, just like swapping out that acoustic guitar for the motorcycle in your background at your lake house <laughs> would just be absolutely incredible as a backdrop. wheel up on the bed yeah. <laughs> it's no you your your bike sleeps in the bed and you sleep on the floor is, is i think the implication there. I, I tuck it in and then... <laughs> every night oh my god right i mean it DraftKings like literally should what they should do DraftKings. here you go here's a here's a marketing play for you just send brian the bike for free Send out, um, I'm sure Brian will love this too, by the way, send out um, a photography crew and just photograph Brian all around Chicago, the lake house, around town, driving around in his in his new DraftKings bike. Think of those photos on Twitter. You get a new profile picture, Brian. I think it, it sounds like a win all around. You know what I want? A submarine. <laughs> that's, me a submarine. that's what the Onyx reward you want? <laughs> yeah, next year, Onyx reward, tier, tier three. Got to spend all just... three on the submarine would you just dock it out there by your little uh yeah uh, fishing put it on the dock. <laughs> and uh there's only there's i don't know how like this this lakes aren't really made for submarines but i'll make it work yeah how deep is your lake would you say what, what's our i think our like thir depth? the deepest is like 30 feet 35 feet something like that it's enough for a submarine all right there you go uh brian trolling around the uh the lake for in his DraftKings branded submarine. That's what you need to convince people. Just think of all the brand exposure you're going to get with the fucking catfish at the bottom of my lake. You know, I saw last year a dude on a jetpack. Really? Those water jetpacks, yeah. jetpacking around the lake. Yes. Um, all right. Let's talk about, we've had some drama heating up in the uh, the Run Pure Sports uh, streets. 
let's maybe just start at the top. I opened a few tabs here from Twitter to kind of set the table, Brian, and we kind of walk through it and uh, lead people to where we are now. But the first big thing that happened the other day was, or, or maybe a few weeks ago, right? We heard that Hoop was leaving Run Pure Sports. We didn't really get the details of what was going on. Then the other day for Masters Week, he came back and said, I'm back, but then had to clarify, I'm just back to Twitter. I will have more information on the Run Pure Sports situation soon. So let's just start here, Brian. What was your, your initial reaction when you heard Hoop, one of the pillars of the Run Pure community, was leaving? I, I didn't I didn't really have a strong take, but like I figured he they're just he doesn't want to do it anymore or whatever. It's a lot of work running a company and maybe he was just done. He wanted the Millie too. Maybe he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna do something else now. I, I mean I didn't really have a strong take either way though. That was that was my thought too. I was just like doing like daily DFS content is a, a grind, especially with as many sports as they do. I know Hoop is a family man. Uh, you get the double family in the header and in the Abbey. So it like, wouldn't be crazy if you're like, yeah, I'm going to step back from uh, making content. So that was my first thought. And then we started to get some news that maybe some other stuff was going on behind the scenes. And then we got this, and I almost called it a state of the union, but it is a state of the giblets uh, post from Big C. <laughs> I, I mean, Big T here. And I, there's, there's lots, there's lots to unpack with this. And first of all, I just want to start with, this is such a great engagement farming marketing play to do a post about the hoop drama, which is what everyone wants to read about. But then to shoehorn in the Run Pure Sports promotional image card, 44% off first payment. People forget I have a golf billy winner. I mean, this is just such a great Trojan horse marketing technique here. I, I got to give him credit because he knew this tweet was going to do good engagement. You might as well get that marketing juice while you're going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Never miss a never let a good crisis go to waste. <laughs> This is like this post is like theoretically about like a decades long friendship and working relationship <laughs> between Big T and Hoop and the dudes out here selling forty four percent off the subs. <laughs> and if you read it too, if you read it, there's like nothing. There's, he doesn't really say anything in there. Just like we're crushing it. We're gonna continue to crush it. Uh, I mean, he he's uh he, Big T's really been. Uh, Toe in the corporate line the last like year and a half, two years, not going too far into the beefs, not saying anything crazy. Well, and that that was the irony too, is when when Hoop had taken some shots at me on the run pure thing, that's when Big T gets really quiet because he wants to play it from both sides and wouldn't chime in on the stuff and then wanted to be like, oh no, I didn't say anything uh, because he was too too scared to fire shots on his own. Did you did you attempt to read? I guess you could call this a blog. I, I would call it. it more. I would call it more like a. Oh, it's almost like it was dictated via Siri and then just splashed on the screen. What What was your takeaways from this? You got to You got to use uh, Chat GPT now, Big T. Come on, man. <laughs> you got to write your own stuff. Um, yeah, I thought it was. There was nothing in there. I kept going like, okay, when's the juicy stuff? Scroll, scroll, scroll. No, no juicy, no juicy tidbits. Um, and and then I guess like honestly, the whole thing. I thought Tambo. Tambo left too. I don't know if you 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 got that deep into this, but yeah. um, I thought there was just like Tambo was just like a contributor or something, you know. The, like guys leave sites all the time, right? Like it barely needs to be addressed. But like maybe he maybe he didn't maybe he got this too. Yeah, and and Tambo's like been on an absolute heater too, from what I've seen with his uh, yeah. DFS play, and he's going 
Tambo's now going, I believe, is he doing some stuff on his own and going to do more stuff with Mayo, Pat Mayo golf stuff, I believe. Uh, I think his tweet said um, he's just going to continue to Mayo and the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast or whatever the other one is. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny. Um, he does a lot. That's Those are two good shows. And then they are bringing on Drew Matthews, who has been uh, a Lowell's uh, guest before. Now he's coming in to backfill Tambo as their golf thought leader, I believe, is kind of what, how that's working. I, I like this new just side note aspect of whatever this economy is, uh, you know, where people – they're entrepreneurs in the social media content space or whatever. So like Drew has his own site. So normally, uh, historically, like you don't want to join forces with another competitor, right? Mm-hmm. But and I like this environment of it's good for Drew and it's good for them because now, now they have a legitimate golf guy to do their content, fill in for people who left and pump his site a little bit too. So he gains, but they both win. So it's like a win-win. And that's that like not not to distract us too much, but and this used to be an old school dynamic on Twitch, especially like the only way to grow on Twitch was to do collabs with the other big streamers. There was like no organic growth. YouTube is kind of getting like that to the beginning. Like even as just like a random example, we had um, on Ship Chasing the other night, Ron Stewart, who's a young kid that has a good YouTube channel and has like 25,000 subs. And we had him on Ship Chasing. We gained a ton of subs just from Ron coming over in doing our show, he promoted it with his guys and people were excited to come and check out another channel. So like the collab idea too, where it's like you build up these, like, Oh, I'm rivals with these guys. Or if someone subscribes to our site, that means they're not subscribing to ours. Like right. the YouTube algorithms and the social algorithms think about that stuff completely different. They love the collabs. Yeah. You don't lose anything. You don't, no. you really, you really, you really don't. I mean, DFS a little different because you might get someone who, just wants PGA or something, then they sign up for Juice site after he leaves Fantasy Golf Bag and then doesn't re-up with RPA. It's possible, but definitely in the way you just described it with YouTube, they uh, Travis wants us to check our DMs. I don't know if you saw I, that. I got it. We'll, we'll okay. get there. We'll get there. All right. Um, there. Can, can we just continue on the side note just for yeah. a second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we'll talk about who, uh, I promise. But um, – I just heard this interesting analogy. I wanted to get your take on it because it reminded me of you talking about TikTok since we're talking about social media and how you think they have like a 600 or plus batting average for giving you what you want and the algorithm. And this uh, idea I heard on the No Agenda podcast about um, like Western media versus Eastern media and kind of this, if, if it bleeds, it leads Western media, uh, Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith confrontational algorithm of Twitter and YouTube of people giving you content you hate, like kind of like, you know, I I don't know if I'm explaining the idea well. And Twitter and and TikTok is kind of the opposite of just gives you what you want. And I I think the whole the whole banning thing is more related to stock prices and Google and Facebook, et cetera, have, yeah. have ins and lobbyists, and they've been working there for decades with these relationships, and they just want to get rid of one of their competitors or at least hurt them. Uh, I think that's a big chunk of it. But another one is this this idea is like, oh, maybe it's like this new this new uh, Eastern like marketing algorithm style that they don't want to deal with or don't want to keep compete with. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting idea. It made me like, oh shit, maybe pink. Cause I've never been on TikTok like for more than two seconds. So like, you like would, for just, you would love it, Brian. The, the algorithm would quickly realize how much you love naked yoga content. I mean, you see <laughs> on there a day and it starts serving you up that good old naked yoga for sure. All right. I'm downloading uh, it. That, that, just, that's his hard sell right there. I just I just caught this line as I was glancing. I didn't uh, get this before. I would bet on Drew having his best year ever in 2023 as he dives into this community and sees just how great it is. Do you think there is a correlation to becoming a better DFS player by diving into a community and seeing how great it is? Yeah, I think if you sign with RunPure, you'd probably win minimum $3 million this year. Well, I mean, Brian, I hang out with you, and I hang out in the Lowell's Discord, and I feel like I've gotten worse as a DFS player. Well, that yeah, that's our selling. <laughs> if you join with us, you're going to lose money. <laughs> Do you know my other kind of theory, because we're all trying to read between the lines of this post, and I'm wondering, do you think they pushed Hoop out so they could afford a copy editor for Big T's posts? That's kind of now my new working theory. Wait, uh, are you saying there's no copying editing here? Or I, I don't think they have a copy editor, but maybe now that they have they have the salary uh, for a copy editor. Um, so there was this post, and you know, like you said, there's not a lot said here as far as like revealing what actually went behind the scenes. Most of the stuff that's come out is that there was differences in opinion about the future of the company, which is about as ambiguous as you can get from a leadership perspective, but. Things really heated up yesterday afternoon when I believe this is Hoop's wife. Uh, she has the same uh, profile picture as him. Jennifer wrote, did you forget to add the part where you hired your friend of 20 plus years as the new CEO to ultimately push Mike out? Also blocking him from his own website and not allowing him to do any content for the members. So this is when we first got our, our actual look behind the scenes here. This is when we started DMing each other like... Uh... Maybe this might be more more interesting than we thought. Um, maybe we should. Should we like? Because I think we're like, should we uh, message any of these guys? And they're like, nah, nah. You know, at first, <laughs> let's not bother. But yeah, uh, can I a little side, a little side uh, yeah. criticism of her criticism? I, it is really hard doing like even the smallest of businesses like mine, or trying to be on your own like you are, Pete. And hiring someone you know, uh, just like that you really can trust is like super beneficial, especially if they have some like skills. So like, I don't think that's it. We're not talking about like, a you know, a public sector government thing where somebody hires their buddy for a contract, right? This is your own private business and it could be beneficial. But I, right. I, I kind of get what she's saying there is. Maybe this guy's an idiot and doesn't know anything. The only reason you hired him because he's your drinking buddy or something. Maybe she's like, so like, which that's that's lame to do to your so-called pal hoop. Right. I mean, the, what I got from how she worded this was that because it was your friend and the power struggle of just being like, hey, you need to leave. You're not doing what where the rest of us want this company to go, that you hired someone else to do that firing or ousting for you where it was like, oh, you can kind of hide behind this shield. And I don't even know who this guy is that they hired. That's friends with him. And I don't even know, like one of the things Big T reveals in that blog is that they had like no corporate structure. Like the rules were very hardly defined. Who knows how even their like equity is divvied up there and how that's all going to work. But it did seem like this was um, 
a power struggle here for the for the future of the company and that this new CEO, it's basically like succession if succession was at a, a boutique DFS site. I still I still haven't watched that, but I <laughs> I think I catch the gist of it. You blocking and here's another one, another corporate move here. Like the the firing someone and they directly have to leave the building type of thing. And the reason you do that is because you don't want them to go back to their computer and cause problems. Yep. Right. They, they like everyone knows what I'm talking about, I'm assuming. And uh the, I mean it's like you think what do you think Hoop's gonna go log into his account and just like shit talk? So like <laughs> Either Big T or the guy, his buddy, he hired or somebody's super corporate over there to pull that that maneuver. On. If if this is all true, who knows? And to your point, like when it happens in like a private corporate setting, and it's like, oh, if you were going to self sabotage from within with internal company records or internal email lists, but the way things play out in the content game is like Hoops platform, like okay, so what, he can't go in like the Discord or log into the like CMS on their WordPress and write like run pure, fuck me. Like he can also just go to his Twitter and like write that as well. And everyone's going to see it there. Like Hoop has already started tweeting. He did a spaces the other yeah. day. He can spin up his own platform very quickly to get his side of the story out, which makes it a little silly if this is true that they did like a full sale, like, uh, you know, had the security guard escort him to the E-doors or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I to, to give them like, credit i would assume it would be more like he could download their database and then start his own site mm. uh he could you know what i mean because he'd have all the contact info he could he could just steal the maybe he had full access and he could just copy paste the whole site and then he's like yeah well now i got run right and uh it was really mine dude anyways so there's nothing you can't you can't sue me bro because i put in all the time for all this shit too so that it was probably something like that I don't know if credit's the right word, but what what do you think about the dynamic of and I don't I don't think uh, as far as like having like here here okay this is my question do you think Jennifer Hoop's wife said to Hoop like dude this blog post like pisses me off I'm gonna blast off and Hoop was like whatever go for it do you think she went rogue was so pissed off and then Hoop was like babe oh, but, like what how do you think that went dad because I'm always fascinated because you you see this dynamic with athletes right and their wives and girlfriends kind of chiming in to defend them or speak on the thing and i always wonder like are they going rogue or is this like a united front where this messaging was agreed upon to come from her but not him that's a good question i i i don't know i uh, who knows maybe if he ever comes on we can ask him that one i do like it though i like uh from the outside anyways i understand like uh you know like it, exes do do stuff like that for me sometimes and it pissed me off it's like don't just stay the fuck out of it you know what i mean <laughs> but like uh i do kind of like it from the outside like you know she's got she's got her guys her guys back she's like no fuck you um so when all of this was happening uh yeah brian and i were messaging and we're like look people are going to want us to talk about this on the show we can come on here and we can speculate and go through the stuff that happened or we can just ask hoop if he wants to come on the show and talk about this. So Brian put out a tweet. Hey, uh, Hoop, care to come on Lulz tomorrow? This was obviously yesterday. And give your side of the state of the giblets. And Hoop almost snap replied uh, with a little gif here saying maybe. And I was like, holy cow, uh, maybe maybe Hoop would come on and, and give his side of the story. We could give him you know, a, a platform here to, uh, to speak his mind. I hopped in, made sure he knew I was uh, serious, told him let's do it. Hoop ended up DMing him and... The TLDR is he is interested in coming on maybe next week. But what he did say 
is that this is very messy right now and that there are lawyers involved and he needs to find out what he is and isn't able to say, which I completely understand with, I assume there's a lot of money and equity and stuff at stake here. So I understand that he doesn't want to mess that up, but we do hope to get Hoop on and uh, hopefully we can do that in the coming weeks. And and so to recap the state of the giblets, what I got out of it was just, they had a different of opinion and the direction of the company and that's it. I don't know if you read it any differently, but I, I think that's a very, you don't have, I mean, again, from what I know from a distance, I've seen photos of Hoop and Big T on family vacations together. They've worked together for years. I don't think one person saying we should focus on short form content and another person saying we should focus on long tour blogs is how you dissolve an entire relationship and partnership of a, a decade plus or whatever it is. Like there has to be a little bit more going on underneath this than just saying like, I think we should do podcasts and you think we should do videos. <laughs> right. Like that's there, just... there's more to it than this. Right. But, but, but correct me if I'm wrong, but that's basically all that state of the giblet said is we had a difference of opinion. Ron Pierre was awesome before. It's going to be awesome in the future. But that's from that, I'm not saying that's right. Right. But like uh big C is never going to come out and be like, we reveal like all the like inner drama of like what's going out. He, you have to give the people some, meat right you got to throw the hyenas it's a little red meat there and saying that yeah. you know we have a differencing in opinion that's that's what you're going to toss the people even if it's not fully true Th that is how you should play this though just a little bit at a time and get keep getting 200 300 likes and engagement with your promo yeah. code every time milk it for every penny you can you know? that, next next week the title of the post what i told hoop on the phone last night and that it's right. like, yeah. for, yeah. for 69 right. why the rules is full of shit you know something like that yeah. Um, but, oh, go ahead. The What you just said, though, was exactly what I was thinking. It's like, you know, I really think we should do, you know, 47% sports betting content. It's like, no, I want to do 32% sports betting content. We can't. We bridge this gap. This is – I just have to leave. <laughs> like, it yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't – are you sure we should release – five podcasts today or should we only bump that down to three you know? right no, that, not that's not what that that results in people getting mad at each other and then like the next day you get back to work that doesn't dissolve yeah a, a partnership even if it was like super dramatic within the realm of like reasonable you know i mean like not, like if 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 hoop wanted to do all yoga you know, all naked yoga site, you know, I could understand big T's like, we can't go in that direction. Okay. I don't think that's going to work. That's what we're going to see. The, uh, the Brian Hooper joins RPS when they go to, uh, <laughs> to naked yoga. That's how they get you. Hear me, hear me out guys. Day one, hear me out. Naked yoga. No. Um, but like, if you like, you know, I, I can't even think of something of a direction they would go in. That's reasonable that he would be like, this is, this is crazy. Uh, I am so at odds with you on this big T that I am leaving the company. I, I it, it it does go back to your point though, too, of uh, again, taking it more macro about how hard it is to grow and scale a business. And, you know, the yeah. more subs you get and the more revenue, then you're hiring more people. You're hiring video editors, contributors, back-end people, accountants, all of this stuff. The pressure gets ratcheted up. All of a sudden, these guys started, these are content guys at their core. They do video, they do podcasts, they write some short articles, they play DFS. That's what they are. Scaling a business, running that behind the scenes is a whole different beast. And it does not surprise me whatsoever that the stressors come when you add that level 
of stuff that, you know, even Hoop admits in the, or Big C admits in the, in the piece that it's not even their expertise. They were out of, you know, yeah. out ahead of their skis trying to figure that stuff out. So I can see how that would have been, you know, a, a stressful dynamic. Maybe that's it. Maybe, uh, just in the guessing territory here now is big T is like, we can't do this. We're content guys. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. Bring it in my buddy. And hoops like, no dude, I want to give him 20%. And that was it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, no, we're giving him 20%. No, I don't want to. All right, then you got to go. Yeah, that, that could vary. And that's kind of what no Bosox is saying here. Simplest solution is probably that they formalize equity distribution kind of stuff. And they disagreed on that owner versus ownership versus stakeholder. And it does sound like a new person coming in to run yeah. a company who needed to have equity to feel incentivized right. to run it, that could have been a, a, a tip there. He probably has legitimate experience. And he's like, listen, I'll take a chance going on with this little startup because we're bros, but like, I need 25% of the company and 80,000, 100,000 a year or something to start with, with some whatever, uh, what's it called? commissions on top or something depending on how good we do and big and hoops like fuck that we're not making that much money oh what does he do count numbers or something who knows you know or maybe it was the other way around um all right i'm pulling up the uh dm that our friend uh petty theft just sent us he said a friend of mine asked chat gpt about the big t post and chat gpt ranked it they gave it a grade 76 out of scale 100 so that's a solid c plus um strengths were authenticity um, personal anecdotes and transparency. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know about the transparency thing. I'd say faux transparency. I do believe maybe the authenticity, personal anecdote, the weaknesses organization, the paper lacks a clear structure and organization, which can make it difficult for readers to follow the author's made points and arguments, grammar and punctuation. There are numerous instances of grammatical errors and punctuation mistakes that detract from the overall readability of the paper and lack of focus. The paper tends to meander and go off on tangents, making it difficult to ascertain the key takeaways and messages the author wishes to convey. This paper would benefit from more concise and focused writing. That was my criticism. That and a little more of other other than we disagreed on the future. Yeah. Um, Big D. And then, you know, uh, of course, all of the other ancillary characters in the world of DFS weighing in on this situation. I'd be remiss not to uh, notice our friend RBX88, (laughs) a millionaire maker winner himself, a man who's been known to uh, miss uh, a lock because he's having an orgy said Big T is an ugly loser who can't win. That's why he's pushing people out to benefit his own degeneracy. And then he tags someone, Snyder, can you show this Big T after he pushes your shit in later tonight? Thanks, kid. I mean, just RBX, just just great stuff from RBX88 as usual. Why why throw in ugly? I don't like RBX88. RBX's Twitter account is pretty hilarious because it's just like him trolling like touts all day on, on Twitter. Oh, and, and replying to Joe Biden's Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Progress, LOL. Um, saying he's uh, he's oppo trading the new run pure sports betting analyst took the opposite. I got 110 <laughs> points. I mean, this poor girl. So that yeah. we, 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 I talked about this with Maddox earlier. Um, they they got a new new girl on on their sports betting product. It looks like yeah, because they had that uh, that other girl who like got hired with like MLB.com or something. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's I, cool. This is, my my source on that is a person called Davis Maddox. So I do oh, not God. know if that's true. Uh, <laughs> that's Were you talking about, about Davis? About I wish with I didn't this, say like, it at all. 
was this conversation with Davis on the record or off the record? No, we, we stopped recording and then. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, this doesn't yeah, yeah. sound like fodder for uh, in between like Star Wars. Uh, uh, this was after Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I believe, I think we did a pretty good accurate summary of what's out there, at least in the public, as far as what uh, people know. Obviously, we all have our own uh, guesses at what's going on. But genuinely, I know I know who took a shot at me on a Run Pure uh, podcast uh, a while back, but I'm happy to reach across the aisle if he wants to come on and, uh, and talk about what's going on there behind the scenes. Um, you know, I would love for him to be able to speak candidly about what was going on. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, who knows how long that um the legal stuff could go though yeah you gotta wrap that true. shit up fast man you don't want to pay these lawyers man just wrap it that's up the kind of other thing right yeah that yeah. i mean talk about hemorrhaging money paying the lawyers for oh, all this stuff do not do if you can avoid it just avoid it okay They're so the then what you're saying brian how about this what let's what is our fee We'll bring on hoop and the run pure business makers and we will mediate a solution mm, arbitrate i mean we will arbitrate it what do you think a, a good fee would be i mean i'll, I'll do 20 percent of what the lawyers are charging uh i want 20 percent of run pure <laughs> okay you want an <laughs> equity stake <laughs> uh this is actually a good thing maybe if hoop can't come on maybe jennifer could come on she's welcome too. she is welcome we don't uh yeah i i think that'd be a great idea so yeah we're, we're open to it um happy uh if anyone else has any other leads or information feel free to uh to slide here's, in our dms here's my prediction we'll do predictions if if, mm -hmm. if if we ever get anyone on which is a chance we definitely won't um big t's arguments what i said earlier that he wanted someone to come in because they didn't know what they were doing mm -hmm. and it was an argument over revenue share and hoop will have something similar but something else to add that we don't know yeah. Something something else that pushed it over the edge of like, fuck you. Yeah, I think if you the if you read between the subtext of your friend of 20 plus years, um, it does seem like there's some that not everyone was on board with that hire and the implication of that hire. I think sounds like a pretty big uh domino yeah. in all of this. I, I don't know why it just popped in my head with the Beatles uh, when when they broke up. There was something yeah. similar of arguing over who they were going to hire as their manager. And the guy okay. ended up fucking them all. It, so. Does that make Jennifer Yoko Ono in this one too? <laughs> yeah. Or Amber. One of the or two. Amber. Yeah, one of them. All right, we'll flesh out this uh, this analogy. Uh, who's, who's Ringo? Oh, uh, Tambo maybe because I was just gonna say Tambo and Ringo kind of it kind of works. Yeah, there you go, yeah. yeah. And uh, Ringo technically left the band first and then came back, so okay. we'll see. Right. Tambo, so that that has to happen here. Tambo's gonna have to show up and run Pierre one time again. All right, on top there. of the rooftop. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, I, I did notice Ricky uh, when we had you had done your tweet. Uh, Ricky had said, let me pull this up here. Oh, this oh, is right up his alley. Yeah. He goes, this drama is what Lulz was bored for. Let's see it. So, you know, we, we tried our best, uh, Ricky here. Hopefully we did uh, the drama. Um, it's proper, gave it its proper due here. And uh, hopefully we can get hoop on in the coming weeks. Yeah. I mean, if poker has all the drama, we have to, we have to do something here. And this is, this is as good as it gets right now. 
I know. And, you know, like if I had more Doug Polk in me, you know, I'd be making a 15 minute highly produced video breaking all of this down. But I just really can't justify spending 30 hours uh, on a run pure sports uh, breakdown. How many views would that get? I mean, probably like 5,000 views. Definitely not worth the uh, the effort yeah. that would go into making it. Because Polk's getting, Polk's going to get like, what, 100,000 or something on a video he does? The the drama in poker just scales so much yeah. bigger. And it, we're just in a, a smaller niche. Like the guys he's talking about are playing on, you know, live streams that get, you know, 30,000 concurrent viewers. Everyone knows Berkey. Everyone knows Garrett Adelstein. Yeah. I mean, even within the DFS community, I like run pure is a smaller niche within a niche community already. So it's just like, it's, I, I, hopefully there's a day, Brian, where we can justify devoting more resources to DFS drama because there's actually eyeballs for it, but we are not at that point. You know, what would be fun is uh, doc, the, the like YouTube documentary style. Have you ever yeah. watched any of those? They just like, I'll watch ones on like, gamers that i know nothing about yeah. video games that don't even play and they make them interesting uh i love that style that style of content like the yeah. kind of the mini docs the highly produced uh stuff even underdog's been they started in an originals channel they had a he's an actually a documentary filmmaker he's been working on it he just did one like a 15 minute one on the brett Favre situation and what was going on yeah. with him kind of funneling the money uh for his own purposes and so yeah i, I love that kind of storytelling RBX after waking up from an orgy called Big T ugly. <laughs> Dude, you know, we keep talking about how like if DraftKings really wanted to like foster the DraftKings ecosystem and do more like profiles and stuff on DFS players. Yeah. Like I, I know I told them to come film you with the DraftKings bike, but I'm actually rerouting them. I'm sending them to upstate New York to do a documentary on RBX 88. Like that. Oh, yeah. I think we, I think that's what we need. I'm I'm if they spent like fifty grand a pop and just did like ten you know five ten doc docu series on DFS did a bunch of different things. Yeah, don't do it themselves though. <laughs> have somebody yeah. have somebody else do it. Um, I don't know how much money that would make DraftKings, but it definitely would. You could get some of those viral. I forget what it was. It was way back when it was in the lead up to one big tournament. Maybe it was like a tournament of champions and they did like a five to six minute, like little mini documentary and they did Bales, mm -hmm. they did Condia. Um, there was a couple other players and those were, they were really interesting. They were super well-made. They have like Bales, like lifting in his garage and shit and following him around. Like it is genuinely interesting. Like, why do you think everyone was so fascinated about the Unicow interview or when chess is okay initially comes on here? Like, even if there isn't as much juicy stuff to reveal it, people still love getting to know people and being like, Oh, that's a slice of their life. Or I get to see a peek into their personality. Like anything like that is always a net good for the ecosystem. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love to see some of those. I mean, the, um, the EM two Coke binge, uh, six months Coke binge, uh, that would, be a good one. would have been really good with Rufus and the shit with Rufus and the challenge versus Alex. Uh, that would have been a fun one for sure. What, okay. Guessing views. If there, someone dropped a, a 15 minute mini documentary on the Chipotle brothers on YouTube, how many, how many views would that get? a good one that we're just assuming like really really quality. well made yeah 1.2 million i would bet that seems high that seems high i i could see it the see, here i'm so maybe 
maybe I'm misjudging this because I'm watching the ones that get to 1.2 million. Right. right. So, so may, maybe not, but, um, but that was my initial, that was my Johnny, my, my Aladdin thinks would have been 1.2. I, I think if it was really, really well-made and there was actually some revelatory information there, I think you get to a hundred thousand views would be my guess. Oh, okay. God, I think you should do better than that. I don't, I wouldn't, I, don't, I wouldn't do it for a hundred thousand. But that's my point of like the interest levels in it. I just, there's some, um, there's some sports betting content out there. There's some people who have like views that are between like 500,000 to a million of like how I use this system to make, you know, $1 million or whatever. And some of those have like really blown up. So maybe, maybe if it was like how these two brothers, you know, made 10 plus million lifetime in DFS, like maybe. But even just having the word DFS versus like sports betting, I think narrows down the people who want to like click that. Like there's something about DFS that is just slightly alienating versus general gambling. Right. And, and I'm saying like 10 years, like yeah. not the first six months. And like Anthony, like the whole point, uh, he says, does, does do 1.2 million people even play DFS? The whole point was like I was saying, like I watched a five documentaries on Video game speed runs. <laughs> right. right. I haven't played a video game in years. Not that I'm against it. I used to play them all the time. But, the, you know, what I mean, it's just the, it's just like this interesting uh, docu-style that a lot of YouTubers do. And, that- and, and to Brian's point, and even though I do think you're high, but to your point is how can you make a piece of DFS media content that is so compelling that someone who doesn't care about DFS will watch it and be fascinated. That's what Brian is saying. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and the example is me, like I'm the target audience person who watches a lot of YouTube. And occasionally I stumble upon these, these, these industry documentaries that I've not, never played or done anything with. And they're, and they're, and they're usually pretty interesting. Sometimes they stink, but remember that I, old, I, uh, I was just going to say, I disagree with this. No Bosox says that general fantasy sports would probably do better than DFS. I just think when you're trying, ultimately what's going to pull a lot of people in is how much money you won and showing you were successful on this scale that no one even fathomed you could win. And in traditional season-long fantasy, they're just from the playing side. Like there's a few people who maybe in like the perfect year hit like a million dollars in like all these high stakes leagues that they play, but that's very few and far between. Whereas like, would it shock you? And Travis is asking this, like if the Chipotle brothers have netted like 25 million lifetime, would that shock you? Probably not. What do you think it is? I, I, that that, now you put 25 million in my head, uh, the top Chipotle brothers. So then half of that, I guess, 12, (laughs) 15. Yeah. Um, Maybe twenty, maybe twenty, twenty-five. I, I, I don't know. Have you have you ever seen um, King of Kong? No. Oh, really? You should watch that. It's a um, okay. uh, video game documentary on guys who play Donkey Kong. Okay. The upright game from the eighties. Um, it's a perfect example of what Anthony's missing here is. Uh, you know, you don't have to care about Donkey Kong or anything to get an entertaining documentary on some strange people. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what it, I'm sure you can Google streaming service. I'm sure it's free still on one of them. But yeah, that's classic. Well, that and that's the thing about at the end of the day, um, 
a good documentary is just good storytelling and good storytelling is universal. And think about all the documentaries that you've watched. If you just read the initial subject and you're like, I don't care about fucking cup stacking, but then you watch like 11 year olds who have like ascended to the top of the cup cup stacking universe. And you know, the rigor behind the scenes of how they've done it. You're like, Holy shit, this is insane. Like, yeah, I don't give a shit about cup stacking, but I've watched a really good cup stacking documentary before. Like that's just what a good documentary does. Yep. Yep. I could see that too with the Rubik's cubes or. Yeah. I saw that one too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the what there's the really weird one did you ever see the one on hbo and these are kind of like my favorite documentaries and it's kind of like uh like the don't fuck with cats where it like starts as one thing and then morphs because they're basically telling the story in real time and they discover a new more interesting story than what they actually set out to make the documentary about but there there was one about um like competitive tickle competitive tickling i believe was the uh was the subject do you ever hear about that one on <laughs> i have i think yeah and yeah. it gets like they sometimes they get some of the guys of course get a little yeah too pervy or something yeah I, this is a, yeah i uh, shit i revealed my secret uh, christopher says we know what pete does when he's not streaming he's stacking cuffs in his basement to beat 11 year old <laughs> i used to be so jealous of those kids because that was kind of in vogue too when i was in uh elementary school kids that started doing that i'm like damn you're good at stacking cups man how do i get my mom to uh, get me in the cup stacking game <laughs> <laughs> this would be an epic idea too rbx uh on the bachelor i mean can you he wouldn't he wouldn't last more than a round she's <laughs> ugly <laughs> oh, God. would you want here's this would you want to see rbx as the bachelor or a contestant on the bachelorette oh god i think you gotta have him as the bachelor just i think that him. that's the only way it'd be funny yeah he'd get too bitter yeah. as yeah dfs bachelor have the guys compete they have to be yeah. dfs players or gamblers god no rbx on love is blind uh Are you familiar with the premise of that show, Brian? I'm not. Okay. So it's kind of like the title suggests, but basically people date in pods where they can't see each other. So you both go into rooms and you can talk and stuff, but you can't see each other. And then like the show uh, forces you to propose to someone to stay on the show. And so people propose and then they do the reveal sight unseen. And so people are seeing each other for the first time. And it's so... It is very fun because a lot of times they're like, holy shit, you're hotter than I thought. This is great. They're like running and making out. And then sometimes they're like, oh no, oh no. Like they can't like make eye contact or they're like shaking hands, even though they just proposed to each other. It's actually a pretty fascinating social experience. Oh my God. I'm sure you saw the one, the the controversial one that came out a couple of weeks ago or a month ago, the mom and sons one. Oh, I missed that. Oh yeah. Some fucking... super weird like moms and their sons go on an island really yeah that that sounds very freudian and 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 awkward to me gotta get those ratings (laughs) um christopher says in the rbx on a bachelor uh, thought experiment he pictures rbx sitting on the couch setting his lineups and the girls over just talking away and he's like shut it woman it's lock time um i do i i do say this for certain the series would not make it to air and if it did, RBX 88 would be canceled. Absolutely, for sure. Also, Chris, RBX is known for missing lot because of the ladies, <laughs> not the other way around. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's not that focused. He would be very distracted. What <laughs> um, other, yeah, I mean, RBX does need to win another Millie Maker to come on the show. What, what you know, we want to get Hoop on. Who, who are some of your other 
dream guess, um, you know, maybe in the DFS realm. We, we got to get Yuda, Yuda on. He said he'd do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I, I asked a couple guys, uh, Taylor, I want to get on. Taylor he KB. Said he'd do it. Taylor KB. Oh, yeah, um, that would be fun. Uh, I want Tom to come on too from Osmo. Mm-hmm. But um, he hasn't responded to me. I sent him a message on, on Twitter. He hasn't responded to me yet. I, I don't think he wants to do any FaceTime stuff. But are you, are you, does it sound like Brian's about ready to go on one of his epic guest booking sprees like you uh, did a couple months ago? Um, maybe, maybe not yet. Not okay. yet. Soon I'm enough. There you go. Soon enough. Are there any, are there any names that you've been seeing popping up uh, atop the leaderboards in any sports that are just relatively anonymous or don't have much of an online footprint that intrigue you? Oh, yeah. There was somebody the other day I saw who's been, doing pretty well but i'm blanking on it uh some guy named ricky d just won 100k in baseball wow yeah nice for him to finally win at dfs for a while yeah you know it's good for the for the for the guy pop one here or there yeah i mean we're over here rolling up our sleeves doing investigative journalism (laughs) to bring the people dfs drama and he's out here, you know, winning money. And instead, you know, we'll be lucky if my YouTube ad, ad revenue, you know, nets me twelve dollars and forty six cents on the right. show. I mean, what are we even doing, Brian? Right, right. Yeah, we got offered a uh, advertising gig for thirty six dollars. <laughs> Brian sent this to me on our on our podcast feed. And it was like something. I thought it was where you just dynamically insert it, like you just press a button and it's there. And they sent us thirty six. I was like, sure, go for it. And then you're like, no, they want us to record the ad themselves for thirty six dollars. I was like, we're not doing this, Brian. Yeah, All right. You got to read the fine print on these. Yeah, because I was like, oh, if we swap these out for the ones that give us less money, go ahead. Who cares? Like, no, yeah. no, live read, a live read. And it's like, okay, fuck you. No, this is what we need to do, Brian. We need to like reverse engineer like our dream advertiser. What advertiser should want to be getting out in front of people who are watching a stream to hear about DFS site drama? What kind of product? Who who would want to be getting out in front of the audience watching this show today? I guess any site we don't voluntarily talk about. <laughs> we're giving Run Pure plenty of ad ad uh, space right now, right? Yeah, and uh, I, I do believe they are running a 44% off sale this week, if I recall correctly. That's right. Use code BIGT44. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, maybe maybe that's what we do. Maybe we, we go to the crowdsource element here. Show sponsor for the day. Yeah, how about this? Because maybe maybe I'll just start doing, uh, and I should be able to spell <laughs> your uh, chat GPT. You ad here. Oh, no. Oh no! I was making fun of grammar, and now I. Uh, we gotta um, proofread that chat GPT. Here we go. Um, so yeah, I think maybe just going. For, come on, did I we, saved it? Did we ever do that, or am I making this up? If I go to Chat GPT and ask it how we should do our ad revenue. Mm. How should I? What do we want? How should we make money uh, on our podcast? Say, Tell YouTube or tell ChatGPT we have 127 people watching live right now. What is the best way to monetize these eyeballs? Yeah. You might have to screen share, Brian. Otherwise, it's going to be bad radio. Type it first. Yeah. What, what is the best way to monetize the, that those people? 
is this is a good one. Andrew wants to know how much money would it take for Brian to read something with one eight hundred gambler on it? Oh, fuck that! Uh, <laughs> you gotta have a number. <laughs> of course, there's a number. Yeah. Let me share this. If if um national, what's the 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 gambling awareness? Uh, if they had you doing a one minute ad read about gambling awareness month problem gambling awareness brian for five thousand dollars would you do an ad read for that um no okay well that settles that i will um fyi um <laughs> okay there are several ways to monetize your audience on youtube this is chat gpt um youtube's adsense program no that's bogus that's worth nothing sponsorships if you have a significant audience i don't know about significant um, merchandising. We do have merch. I do even have those. You can get your Lulz hats, your mugs. Uh, the link is down below. Uh, you should be able to, I think they're, even if you're watching this on YouTube, it says products. If you click that affiliate marketing, marketing, you can promote your products or services, uh, sign up on underdog fantasy promo code Pete. We'll get you a hundred dollar deposit match crowdfunding. You can use crowdfunding platforms like Patreon or Kickstarter to ask your viewers to support. I was hoping for something a little more groundbreaking, Brian. You know, I almost pulled a, uh, Alex Baker. And uh, you can see on the left, those are my, that's my search history. Oh, I tried. I actually, the other day was on a show and I was too embarrassed for a couple of mine. Uh, you know, just like how to do like a simple Excel formula that I was like, I'm not pulling this up to, to reveal the whole thing. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm like, oh my God, is there, I think, phew, there's nothing bad. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, these are so good. <laughs> Origins of suckers, grill pork loin filet, a uh, caffeine-free Pepsi contains. I mean, I love this. The the origin of suckers. I was thinking the other day because I say it all the time as a joke, like sucker. You know, <laughs> I'm like, where's that come from? And it, and uh, yeah, and it and it comes from uh, the most uh, that no one knows. But the best one I saw was uh, there was a fish called a sucker that's really easy to catch. <laughs> uh, uh, one of mine is Pelican's highest usage player right now. ChatGPT wasn't able to help me out with that one. You um, can see gambling addiction prevalence. I did that one right before <laughs> our show with Jack. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, all right. We did it all. Your ad could go here. If you're interested in advertising on Lulz, we are open for business here. As you can see down below, Primo Real Estate as we talk about drama in the DFS space and you get to command all of those eyeballs with your product, Brian, uh, anything else going on in your neck of the woods, uh, today? No, sir. We got MMA back this weekend though. Ooh, is it a good Should card? A good card. Yeah. It's, um, Oh yeah. It's, uh, Adesanya versus Pierre again. Ooh. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Let's see if, uh, Hooper's playing. He's probably still recovering from his face being brutally beaten. So many fight. hoops. Brian Hooper, Chase Hooper, Run Pure Hoop. So many hoops. <laughs> Kevin Holland, Rob Front, Gilbert Burns. Uh, Gilbert Burns minus 475 versus Masvidal. Okay. Pretty All crazy. Right. Oh, oh, yeah, this is, this is a good card. It's a good card. Yeah. Um, Austin Hooper, uh, for sure. Uh, all right, guys. Appreciate you. Uh, if you guys are on Twitter, uh, go to Brian's tweet from yesterday. Tell Hoop you'd like to really see him on the show. Uh, that would probably help uh, a little bit. And uh, we will see you guys next week, as always, Thursday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. 
Hop in the Deposit Kingdom Discord, Bricks Discord. Chop it up with us. We appreciate you. Have a great week. And as promised, because I used the outro for the intro, we are going out with the intro. I, does he think... I it's think he thinks goat. this he thinks this is a goat. Vegas Dave thinks this is a goat. Hot naked girls doing yoga. What? Why don't you just win like a man? Random.org. <laughs> Type in one for yes, two for no, and let the DFS guys pick for you. And I'm absolutely begging you not to do bus. <laughs> Please don't do bus. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.